Well, good morning, Resurrection Presbyterian Church and anyone else who may be joining us online. I'm Jared Bryant, the pastor of Resurrection. And over the past few weeks, we've been asking the question together, in a world of overwhelming brokenness, what kind of people bring hope and healing? Or put another way, what kind of people are we to be for the good of the world? And along the way, we've been sitting at Jesus's feet, the one sent by the Father for the good of the world, and he is guiding us in what has been called the Beatitudes. But what we're finding out along the way is the answers that Jesus gives are very different than the answers we expect. So first of all, bringing hope and healing is not just a simple to-do list with action items that we can check off. But we're seeing that it's about us becoming a certain kind of people. Jesus is very concerned about what is going on on the inside because he knows better than anyone else that how we live, what we say, what we do, it all flows out of what's going on in our hearts. And second of all, the people who bring hope and healing to the world are are not the people that we would expect. So what we've seen so far is that it's not those who have it all together. It's not the wealthy, the powerful, the influential, the popular. It's actually the needy, or what Jesus says, the the poor in spirit. It's those with great needs who, who turn to God with open hands and open hearts. It's also not those who who are content and at peace and with no problems, but Jesus says it's actually those who mourn. It's those who see what's wrong in the world and even in themselves and grieve. And today we see what the world needs is not the powerful and the proud, but the humble and lowly. So in Jesus' own words, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And these words are especially important for us right now because it seems like all around us, battle lines are being drawn. People are drawing lines in the sand and saying, are you for us or are you against us? And people are sharpening their weapons and going to war, fighting for what they want. And now to be clear, as Christians, we are called to fight against darkness, for justice, for peace, But Jesus challenges the way that we do that. Our weapons are different. It's not guns or condescending memes. Uh, It's not police brutality or rocks thrown at riots. As the Apostle Paul later says in one of his letters, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. But he says ours are purity, understanding, patience kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Our weapons are different because our purpose is different. In the words of Jesus, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And in our brief time this morning, here's what I want to focus on is these two questions. First, what is the meekness that Jesus wants to see in us? What does it mean to be people who are meek? Uh, To be the kind of meekness that the world needs. 
And second, how do we become those kind of people? What's the pathway for us to get there? So first, what is the meekness that Jesus wants to see in us? The meekness that will change the world. So this past weekend, our nation celebrated July 4th. And and on it, we celebrate the many freedoms that we have. So long ago, colonies looked at the mistreatment by the British government. And they said, we want to be free of you. We want to be free to be our own people. And we want to be free to live how we want. And we'll fight for it. And we'll win. And the people of Israel had their own July 4th. It was the Passover where they gathered together with friends and family around food. And they remembered and celebrated the Exodus, their great deliverance from slavery into freedom. But there was a problem. They, they weren't free anymore. They were celebrating a victory long ago that had lost its force. You have to understand that the people that Jesus is talking to on the side of this hill are a beaten down people. Yes, they're living in the land that God had promised them, but they're not in power. Over the years, their their small plot of land had been fought over by these neighboring world powers, the Philistines, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Persians, the Medes, the Greek. And now they were the subjects of the Roman Empire, one of the most powerful and extensive empires the world has ever seen. And centuries of defeat had taught them a lesson. The powerful get the land. They take what they want, and there's nothing we can do about it. And the best we can try to do is maybe be like them and try to take what we want, except it never seems to work out for us. And and there is a way of life that despite our best intentions, we are all drawn to. And, And the motto of this way of life is, I take what I want. Frederick Nietzsche called it the the will to power. Uh, Darwin called it survival of the fittest. We just call it getting our own way. And we see it in countless ways. We see it in the child who grabs a toy that another child's enjoying. We see it in the teenager when she gossips about a friend to make herself look better. We see it in the young professional when he does whatever it takes to secure advancement above his peers. We see it in the married couple that refuses to apologize to one another and ask forgiveness. We see it in our judgments against people that are different from us, different color, different class, different way of life. But Jesus turns the story upside down when he says it's not the powerful and proud who will get the land, who will end up on top, but it's the meek and the lowly, which to, to this ragtag group of people on the side of this mountain during this day listening to Jesus, it must have sounded really good, but also really far-fetched, uh, out of touch with reality. Maybe Jesus just doesn't know that the world doesn't work like that. Or maybe he's showing us a better way. True meekness doesn't say, I take what I want. True meekness has a different motto that it lives by. True meekness says, I freely give what you need. So true meekness looks at the needs of the world, the needs of our neighbors, the needs of our family, and and then looks at the resources that we have and says, how do these connect? How can I leverage myself for the good of others? 
Meekness does not mean soft. Meekness does not mean weak. Meekness actually means using our strength, the power we have with conviction, with perseverance, with risk to help others. And this is the very heartbeat of Jesus when he says, come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you who are burdened and weighed down, and I will give you rest for I am gentle or meek. It's the same Greek word. I I am meek and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is saying meekness is what I'm all about. Meekness is what governs my heart and guides my way of life. And this brings us to our second question. If that's what, what meekness is, this leveraging of ourselves, this freely giving what we have to those in need, then it begs the question, how do we become that kind of people? How do, it's not just a, a set of actions or a checklist, but, but how, do, how do we become that kind of people? And, and here's what I'll say. We become meek like Jesus only by discovering and rediscovering God's grace. In other words, by, by seeing behind God's work is a heart that doesn't say, I take what I want, but in God's heart is this motto that says, I freely give what you need. There's, there's been a lot of talk recently about privilege and what it means. According to the dictionary, privilege is a right or benefit enjoyed by a person beyond the advantages of most. And to be privileged means you belong to a class that enjoys special privileges. You are favored. To be a Christian means to be privileged, to be favored to enjoy advantages. And it's only when we really understand and feel the weight of what we have been freely given that we will become truly meek people who freely give to others. And this is where Jesus shows us the way. When people were confused about why he came and what he was doing, he was crystal clear. I have not come to take what I want from you, but to freely give to you what you need most. In his own words, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Here's how the Apostle Paul made sense of this event and what it means for how we live from Philippians 2 or our New Testament lesson for today. He says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, this, this old way of life that says, I take what I want. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself 
by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus had all the privileges as God's royal son, but how did he use his privilege? He leveraged it, and he leveraged it for us. He took the lowest place, became the lowest servant throughout his life, even to the point of being beaten and nailed naked to a cross. Why would he do that? Because we found ourselves up against enemies more powerful than we could manage. Sin, Satan, death. And and we needed someone else to defeat them, and only he could defeat them for us. But his his victory and ours was achieved by his humiliating defeat. And that is the upside-down nature of the good news of our rescue. When Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land, he's reminding us that to inherit something is not to earn it or win it by battle, but to be given it freely, simply because you are family. That is grace. And it must not only be discovered, but rediscovered again and again and again. And it must become to captivate our hearts and direct our lives. And when we get it, we'll be less defensive when we're attacked. We'll be less judgmental of people who are different. When we get it, we'll be more patient with those we disagree with. We'll be more kind in what we say. When we get it, we'll be more willing to take risks in loving others. We'll be more eager to give of our time and energy to help. When we discover and rediscover this grace, this gift, this heart of God, we will take delight in seeing others in the spotlight. We'll be salt and light in a world desperate for hope and healing. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. May it be so for us. I love you all. I'm so grateful for you. You are on my heart, in my prayers constantly. Blessings in Christ. Amen.